Welcome everybody to Wolf Sheep. I am Luis Cavedo, and I am all alone at the uh, recording room today. Uh, Matthew is actually uh, out of town visiting his dad in Oklahoma this week. Uh, we miss you, Matthew, if you're listening. Uh, so yeah, I'm all alone here other than the cats that may pop in, in and out. Little Mimi and Pepe. Uh, but, you know, the option was to not do a show this week. Uh, I didn't have any guests lined up, and we just discussed about doing it next week and take a week off. But I figured, well, you know, let's be consistent. Let's put out a show. Uh, I'll just do one on my own. And then I just started thinking, well, what the heck am I going to talk about? Because I, I like to save all the topics I've got saved up to discuss as a two-man or two-person team, or more than that, but they just it's better to get different viewpoints. So the only thing that I really have to offer you is, uh, you know, stories and maybe what I learned through them. And so I started thinking and I decided, well, let me share about two or probably my two favorite things, which are obviously God and uh, Batman. Uh, if you don't know me very well, well, you know, there you go. Now you know something about me. Uh, it started with uh, the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman, and um, that's the first movie I remember watching. And I fell in love with the character. It's just, uh, you know, it started out as something just really cool, but then you get into the mythology and all the books that have been put out, and, you know, it's hard not to like him. Uh, I know that some people like Superman over Batman. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's your prerogative. But, yeah, uh, so how do you marry two things like that together into a topic? Well, there's a little story to be told, you know, uh, one of those things about me is that I like to try to be creative. Uh, not that I'm very creative, but, you know, I, I have a bone that I like to tickle, I guess, in that sense. And uh, the number of creative activities that I've done, you know, whether that be writing or, or drawing, which I'm not very good at, and not that I'm very good at writing either, but uh, one of the other loves that I have is just cinema, is, is, is films, movies, you know, and... I did not go to film school. I study movies and I try to, you know, break them down further than just what I'm observing. But, you know, directorial techniques or cinematography and uh, soundtracks and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, it, it was one of those things I always wanted to try my ha hand at. Uh, we had a little VHS camera, or rather my cousin had one and I would borrow it. And we tried to film a movie once or twice, but... We never got past doing a scene. We, meaning my brother and I, or uh, other people. And although we did some camera stuff, you know, some filmed stuff while I was at the youth group, uh, it was never really something I did or, or took really the creative process to input, I guess I put into it, but that's about it. So, yeah, I recently, this was within the last, you know, two years, I just had this really deep desire to want to put out a longer film, a finished film, a fin you know, and it's a short film, but uh, just something that I can actually present as finished. And, you know, I, I, fin I figured it's time to try to do a movie, try to, try to do that. I met with a buddy of mine, Dominic, and uh, talked to a few of my friends and told them about it and 
you know, they we had always discussed about wanting to do these kind of filmed projects, but it never got around to it. But this time, you know, I had a new fervor. I like to believe that, you know, this was almost uh, not just a, my own desire, but, you know, a God birth uh, wanting to, to see something come to fruition. So I start planning and, you know, that I would never take, if I were a film director, I guess I would never really have the audacity to think, oh yeah, I could do a good Batman movie. But you know, it's a it's an amateur project and it's a uh, it's a passion project. So I figured, well, let's do Batman. You know, I bought a mask a long time ago, a, a Batman mask, and I've got a cape and some stuff from you know having dressed up as Batman in the past. And you know, they're not great quality props, but that kind of started producing this desire to to bring that to life cinematic life so some planning starts coming through my head and picking a story whether to write something or to adapt something and i sat in front of my collection of graphic novels you know comic books and looked at all the different stories and which one would be kind of fun to do and i came across arkham asylum which i had read various times if uh, if you're not uh familiar with it it's a story by grant morrison and dave mckean uh written and you know illustrated by grant morrison and dave mckean and it was kind of a huge uh hit when it came out uh, a little bit of synergy was going on because it came out close to the time when you know 1989 batman comes out and i didn't read the story back then but discovered it later and it's a very uh, cerebral story uh, it involves the inmates, or Batman's rogues, kind of bringing him into Arkham, or inviting him there, for a bit of a challenge, uh, and the details of it aren't, you know, really fully explained to him, it's a bit of a gauntlet, but of a more psychological nature, and uh, there's a little story in there, interspersed in there too about the Arkham family, who are the ones that institute the asylum. Uh, but it's a, it's a really neat story. If you've never read Batman, it's a, not the kind of super heroics you would expect. It's actually something different. So I picked that one mainly because it's it's got a very uh, cinematic feel to it to me. And also, I really wanted to do a black and white silent film kind of take on Batman. Uh, the uh, There's there's this uh, old movie, I think it's called... Uh, the man who laughs, and they think that that was the inspiration for the Joker. And in that old black and white silent film, there's a character with this uh, really huge, wide grin, and uh, it just struck me when I first saw it. And then I saw somebody kind of take that and combine it with some old clips of like old Dracula movies, and they came up with this silent film version of uh, a Batman film, which wasn't official because you know it wasn't. Batman, it was actually Dracula. I was, you know, really struck by it, and I said, well, I'd love to try to do something with that. So I figured that story, Arkham Asylum, would fit really well with uh, that kind of style. So there we go. That's the first step. I read the book, and I'm looking at the different locations. You know, obviously this takes place in an asylum, uh, but I started trying to come up with, okay, well, we could film this here or there, or substituting certain sets, and, you know, this is Florida, so we don't exactly have a lot of uh, old Gothic-style buildings, 
but I figured I could replace it by filming in a whole bunch of different places. And, you know, most of it was either filmed at the apartment where we are now or uh, uh, my, my wife's aunt's, you know, garden was one, a, a large uh, uh, theater uh, stage that was not being used, uh, celebration all around the town of celebration here in Florida even my mom's apartment and just kind of piecing it all together in my mind I'm like okay well maybe we can make this work it won't be the most beautiful looking uh, thing location wise but I can make it flow and then the next step of the process was the casting and I uh, I started asking friends and and my wife and family you know people that either are had acted or just aren't actors but they would take an interest in it and most people that I approached were really kind of up for it. Uh, so I started casting parts in my mind and, okay, this one would be good, that one would be good. I started going through the props and costuming. And the best part about doing black and white kind of silent film era is that you don't, you know, the, the, the shortcomings of my costumes would not flow out as bad or, you know, pop out as bad on the screen because, the you know, it kind of fits with the era. They're not the greatest costumes, but I started coming up with, well, I could buy this particular mask for Killer Croc, you know, which would be the most special effects heavy kind of character in the whole thing. Uh, my brother had a scarecrow mask that he had handmade, and it was kind of neat looking. And uh, Yeah, I started buying props and buying all the costume pieces. And then... Uh, you know, I wanted to kind of let some of the style of influence of the films I like bleed through. So the main kind of things that I was thinking of were Night of the Living Dead, which is just beautiful movie by George A. Romero. I mean, it's it's wildly entertaining too, very tense. But what's beautiful about that movie to me is just the camera work, and it's very static most of the time. But the angle the angle work is really sharp, and by obstructing the view of the of the viewer, you kind of create this tension. And also hand in hand with that was uh, the Resident Evil GameCube remake. Resident Evil being the game, but um, that particular first game, and especially the remake for the GameCube, which you know up the ante with the graphics and everything, it uh, keeps that aesthetic of very static shots. And you're you're just seeing a big, you know, big view of a room, but the camera isn't moving with the character all that much. But it's very cinematic. I really liked it. So I started thinking about that, and then the storyboard started coming to life in my mind. And you know, I'm not an artist. I can draw, but I, I'm not very good. But with that in mind, I wanted to create a storyboard script of the story, adapt it in a sense, and. Uh, coming up with what angles to use and, and changing the flow. But I, I have the script still. I kept it because, you know, it, it took a long time actually to, to get around to drawing the whole thing. What's funny about that is at first, you know, you start out really candid and really, uh, really uh, uh, full of just a, a desire that you, when I was drawing the storyboards, I was really detailed and taking my time and actually inking over the pencil and then towards the end, I just, you know, you kind of get a little bit lazier. But 
so yeah, the, and, and the storyboard script was actually the shooting script because there's no lines. It's a silent film. And then I started coming up with the soundtrack and going on online and looking up. I really wanted it to be all instrumentals, all orchestral pieces, uh, old school, gothic style. So I started looking at all, all the Russian composers and, uh, and, and uh, piecing what sounds similar. But I, I came up with a nice soundtrack list that I liked and I bought all the music and then, of course, the, the big question was, well, how am I going to film this thing? And, you know, technology has advanced so much that now you can do things on your phone, so many things on your phone. And I had an iPhone, and it was a newer phone at the time. Uh, but I decided, well, I've seen people actually create movies or short films or documentaries with their phone. Well, let me use mine. And I bought an app that kind of gave it that nice grainy feel to that old school silent film, black and white grainy uh, feel. And and yeah, all the pieces were all of a sudden set. And all that, I'm just telling, I I listed all that stuff off just to say that, you know, man plans and God laughs, you know. And and, and that's kind of cruel sounding. Uh, I'm not saying that God kind of made it impossible for me. But it's just, you plan all these things, but there's, you know, you don't come down to it until the moment is actually there. For all the planning that I did, it really didn't matter uh, for certain things. The biggest issue was scheduling. And it's not a large cast, but I had, you know, a couple of my friends, Dominic, Nick, my wife, my brother, uh, my brother being the tallest guy I could find to play Killer Croc. And, you know, it, it just... It was all coming together. But then I start talking to these people about, well, can we start filming this soon? And when when are you available? Well, I'm available this day, and then but this guy isn't available, and they're on the same uh, shot. And, well, can you do this day? And it's like, no, no, but how about next week? So, all right, so you put it off, and then you put it off again. And, man, it was... It was uh, demoralizing practically because nobody could find the time to actually do this thing and everybody was kind of helping me out more so out of a sense of obligation than you know wanting to see this come to fruition and that's fine that wasn't a big deal i understand about people's schedules but yeah you know i at one point i just gave up on it and i i I looked at the script and i kind of threw it on the desk and this all happened at, at work one day in the morning, and I was there a little bit earlier, and I was finishing up uh, going through it, and I just remember throwing it on the table and thinking, well, this isn't never going to happen, because I can't get these people to meet together to do this thing. And I sat on a chair uh, and uh, almost started to weep, because I was just so depressed at the fact that I really wanted this to happen, and I put all this effort into it, and I bought all the things that I needed for it. And what I was missing was people, you know. And there, you know, I had a, like the slight revelation. Like I, I remember kind of looking up and, and telling God, you know, why why, why even want to do this? And in the midst of, of like a tear coming down, I could remember, you know, I've never, and we'll talk about this one day on the podcast, but I've never actually heard God. It has never been an audible voice for me. I've always felt it was more like talking in a different manner. But I just remember 
in the back of my head just getting this idea that do it yourself and I really believe that that was God telling me just do it yourself and I, and I thought okay well sure you know <laughs> I started kind of thinking well if I were to do this myself how am I going to do it I could play all the parts can I you know use camera tricks and and all of a sudden I started changing the script to fit this idea this mold of having just one person play all the roles I played all the roles except for you know a hand here and there and uh you know how how am I going to film it can I do it myself uh my wife was a huge part of coming with me and helping me out to to film a lot of this and my brother helped out too and and all the people that provided their homes to do so uh my wife's aunt Kathy uh was like my aunt and and my mom but yeah you know it was it was a real revelation for me at that moment sitting there you know wiping my eyes and just thinking well we can make this work i can make this work and and it, it was god that made gave me the confidence that i could do it so here we go you know i i, I start planning it out i finished the next a newer version of the script and coming up with how to transition from one shot to the next or, or having two figures at the same shot and and it and it worked in my mind it worked so we start filming and you know it a lot of it I needed to to get done fairly quickly now I do work and and I'm married and I've got family and you know it's kind of one of those things that I had to fit in there somewhere in between so I started kind of taking off certain days not from work but you know, telling my wife, well, this day, can we just take for filming? Okay, let's do that. And actually, this, between all of it, we probably ended up filming it in a manner, in a, in a matter of about, eh, maybe two weeks, two and a half weeks. And at times, it really was just me. Like, I'll, I'll never forget, and this is one of the funniest stories about the process of filming it, I would use a, uh, a, a nice uh, collapsible and uh, you know, different leveled table that I would bring with me so I could set up the shots. And I went out to the forest, actually two times. One time it was a bridge, the opening bridge shot uh, in the middle of, of a bridge in celebration, a wooden bridge. And I was I went out as early as I could because I was in full Batman regalia. And, you know, it's kind of weird. And, and that's all right. I'm all right but being a little weird. But, uh, yeah, I went as early as I could. And it's almost still dark, but a uh, uh, somebody was going on their morning jog, and they just happened to turn the corner and see me there. And you know, he's smiling, and I recognized him. He didn't recognize me because I was wearing the mask, but it was a customer actually too from the store that I work at. And and you know, he was a little bit freaked out at first, but he smiled and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" It's like, "Yeah, just doing a little passion project here." I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, maybe I'll see you see you on YouTube." You know. So, all right, but the the really the weirdest thing that happened was going out into uh, the the there's a lot of like forest forested walkways wooden walkways in celebration and I found this one that really worked quite perfectly for what I had in mind and uh, I had to film all the Batman stuff at once and then change into the killer croc character and and you know i was wearing a, a lizard 
monster mask and wearing a hoodie and carrying a knife. And I remember after putting it all on and getting the camera ready, all of a sudden I turn and a lady was walking her dog and she's just looking at me and I just remember raising the knife and putting it on the table and saying, I'm just filming here. And she just, okay. And she walked by with the dog and thankfully, you know, didn't call the cops on me. But, you know, it was, it really was just me at times. It was, you know, I made it work. It's, it's what worked at the time. I don't regret it. I don't regret all the embarrassing moments, but yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of fun, and I and my wife helped me out so much too, you know, with uh, getting the perfect shots at certain times at the house or you know traveling with me. So I, I'm very thankful to her for it. At the end of it all, uh, the project is up on YouTube. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the link or, or tell you how to access it later, but. Uh, I finished the project, I edited it on the phone, and it's, I'm not even going to say it's good, because it's, you know, the the quality is very amateurish, it's not, uh, it's almost artsy in a way, because of, you know, the black and white silent film thing, but it's, it's really not the nicest finished product, but it's a finished product, and that's why I wanted to bring this up, is that the happiness that was the reward for me was not in uh you know how how eloquent or beautiful or or uh, you know exciting a product i could present but the achievement and i and i'm extremely thankful that i have my faith to help me through that because i crying out to god at that moment of depression and and just you know figuring that this is never going to happen and I know it seems kind of childish maybe to you, but, you know, take something that you've always wanted to achieve or do and weren't able to or or, or did actually achieve. It's important to you. And this was important to me. So, I, I you know, I'm thankful that I have my faith, that I have God and Christ that walk me through this to have allowed me the, the ability to have an achievement, not recognition or how great a finished product, but at least I have something that I can present that is the work of my hands. And I and I just want to encourage you, too, if you have your own personal project, you know, be it filming, being writing, being creative stuff, or just something other, and you found yourself depressed or down and you can't figure out how to do it, I'm not going to say go do it, out, you know, go do it yourself because I could have saved myself a lot of trouble if I had to help but you know it just wasn't afforded to me at this particular time so uh, I, but I'll just if you have to do something yourself do it yourself you know have have God walk with you, with you through it uh, at least get it done in some way don't give up on on a passion project because even if it's just for you to have that achievement to, to, to actually see the work of your hands I think it's worth it so yeah, it's a shorter episode. Sorry, you know, I I don't have that much to say other than just the story of this thing. But uh, yeah, contact us. We'll be back next week, of course. Or if you're in the future, then you can download any future episode. But uh, yeah, you can contact us. You can contact me uh, at uh, four the number four C S Lewis L U I S at gmail.com. 
Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash wolfsheeppod. Uh, you can reach uh, our other host, Matthew Walker, uh, at Bigfish uh, Ministry at gmail.com. I hope I didn't mess that up. If not, you can listen to any other episode at the end, and he knows it better than I do. Or uh, or check out his his uh, blog, Matty Walk. Uh, I'm so sorry, Matthew. I'm messing this up. I should know this by heart now, but I don't. And uh, and also, if you want to look at the at that particular short film, uh, it's on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, search Night in Arkham. Arkham spelled A R K H A M. So Night in Arkham or A Night in Arkham fan film. And uh, the, there's going to be one of the you know, videos that has a skull as the cover image. That would likely be mine, or it'll have my name on it, Luis Cavedo. But yeah, uh, you know, hope, we, uh, hope I made you think, or I don't know, hope I inspired you, I guess, in some way. Yeah, it's so inspirational to talk about Batman filming, but hey, at least I, you know, I wanted to give you something to listen to. Sorry, it's a shorter episode. Sorry I'm alone, but it's better than nothing, right? Maybe. We'll figure out next week. But from Luis Cavedo uh, and Matthew Walker, but he's not here, this is Wolf Sheep.